name is DJ Double Digit. My name is MC Zero. <laughs> Zero! Welcome to an extremely, possibly the most numerical edition of the show we've ever had entitled What's Your Favourite Number? <laughs> now, if you've been listening to the show recently, you know we actually had a news story about this uh, gentleman called Alex Bellos who's uh, been surveying the world of <laughs> everyone on the planet and to find out what their favourite number is. Yes, he's got a global online poll. He has. Or he had one. <laughs> he's worked it out now, you're too he's late. finished. So the entire show is basically ripping that off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because I, I, I found out about him on Radiolab, the excellent Radiolab. You should all listen to that if you're not already. Mm. We'll have a link to that on the yeah, show. Everyone's heard of Radiolab. Oh, yes. It's amazing! <laughs> Makes this show seem like a filthy old ramshackle shed. <laughs> Putting that to one side. That alerted us to the great Alex Balos, who is a, a proper mathematician and everything. Uh, and everything. And yeah. everything. And, and was irked at people constantly mm. asking him what his favourite number was until he decided to uh, investigate it. Mm. And this is a list of tracks based yes. on the list of the top ten world's favourite numbers. Yes. And we are in true uh, top ten style. We are going to go through it in reverse order, of course. <laughs> Like, build a sense of you know excitement. Build up because yeah. people are more most interested in what's number one. They're least interested in what's number ten. Despite the fact we already told people what number one was a few weeks ago. We did, but you've forgotten. <laughs> I mean, we've forgotten. It doesn't matter. So let's pretend we didn't hear. Let's that. pretend you didn't know. <laughs> let's pretend that you're not taking extensive notes <laughs> on every show. In between all of the numerology, we do have, of course, MC Zero and his unnecessary news. That's right. This week, the appearance of a phantom dog is an ill omen to those who live there. By there, perhaps he means here. Here, there, <laughs> everywhere. Well, a phantom dog. It's not like in some places a phantom dog is good news, is it? Like, oh, goody, a phantom dog. <laughs> That's what we're waiting for all day. We're going to kick off by playing a track which is coming straight in at... Number 10. Confusingly, it's number 11. Straight in at number 10. Didn't seem Up right. Up from number 11 last week. It's <laughs> all... So, uh, is this making any sense? No, I don't probably know. Not. Courtesy of uh, Alex Bellos's website, we went over there, and then he's collecting what people have said about various favourite numbers, and, mm. and this is what they said about number 11. A male, 47, from the United Kingdom, said, Simple, Spinal Tap said it all, because it's louder. <laughs> And I like the fact that that particular quote is entirely in uppercase as well, which is oh, yeah. as, as it should be. We have a quote from a female, that's all we know, age 31 from the US, with a slightly odd reason for choosing this as a favourite number. 11 is very, quotes out there, is not overstated, but noticeable. Well, there we are. That's good. And finally, another female from the United States, 24 this time, said, I love the cleanliness of the number, the ease of writing it, and how it seems like there is no end to it. Two straight lines <laughs> that could really go on forever if you didn't cut them off. It's the most balanced number, and my luckiest. Um, we're going to play a track by the Burberry Pony um, from, I think, actually their debut release, but we're playing it from the revised edition of an EP called Farmer's Angle, where it says on the back, in addition to all the latest agricultural news and weather, we'll be taking a new look at some ancient rites. <laughs> <laughs> and conveniently for us, there's a lovely track on here, which we haven't played before, called The Eleventh House. Echo!
homage to what is the number 10 spot in our top 10 of favourite numbers. Global favourite numbers. Mm. A homage to number 10, <laughs> which was, of course, number 11. Number 11. Courtesy of Belbury Polly there, the 11th house from the album Farmer's Angle Revised Edition. Mm. They like to keep up to date they with do, the latest yes. occult news. More bands should do that. They should just keep updating their albums. <laughs> yeah, good idea, good idea. And uh, now we're going to pay homage to... Number nine. What are people saying about it? Courtesy <laughs> of Alex Bellos's website. Uh, there'll be a link on Project Moonbase. They will. I hope he appreciates this and isn't going to sue us. This well, is a homage. We should say that uh, Mr. Bellos has written a fine book which outlines this and various other exciting facts and figures about numbers. Uh, the book is called Alex Through the Looking Glass, and uh, you could help him and us. <laughs> By making your purchase of that book through our website. Yeah, go to projectmoonbase.com and you'll see a link to that very book. Uh, probably under PMB 179, What's Your Favourite Number, which is this show. What are people saying about number two, mm. DJ Double Digit? I like this quote from an unidentified male, age 38, from the US. A quote which I think will appeal to our particular audience. The first prime and basis of computer systems. Mm. <laughs> I like this quote from a male in the uh, US. I like it because it's squiggly. <laughs> well, it is, actually. It is, it's maybe it's one of the squiggliest numbers. It's one of the squiggliest numbers, yes. We have an Italian a male, age 47, who likes the number two because it's a good number. Symmetry, duality, binary values, first prime again. You can create a lot with just this little number. Good point. <laughs> yes, this is uh, the great Max Harris, who we have played quite a lot on the show over the years. Uh, he's one of the great library composers, and uh, he, he composes strictly for the library. <laughs> shh, shh, shh. He recorded quite a lot of stuff for um, uh, Sid Dale's own library uh, music label called the Amphonic uh, Music Library Label, and uh, there was a Dutton Vocalion put out a great compilation of uh, that particular library's output called Super Sounds Unlimited, and we're going to play a track by Max Harris called Two Tone.
celebrating the ninth most popular number there. Number two, that was Max Harris, the inimitable Max Harris, with mm. a track called Two Tone from Super Sounds Unlimited and Phonic Music, 1971 to 1980. And we played Max Harris before, of course. We uh, He also did uh, Gurney Slade, the uh, he did, yeah. Strange World of Gurney Slade, which we featured on PMB 170 Crosstalk, if mm. you want to go through our incredible archive. Enormous archive. Gargantuan! <laughs> All available through projectmoonbase.com. Free of charge. Continuing our countdown of the top ten favourite numbers, it's time to hear what's coming at... Number eight! Yes, uh, and straight in at number eight is the number six. <laughs> hmm, didn't see that coming. <laughs> no. Creeping, getting ahead of itself a little bit, creeping up. What are people saying about number six? Uh, well, again, we have, uh, we have an international selection, a very confusing quote from Bulgaria. A gentleman, an 18-year-old, I like to defend the defenceless, cos 789. Yeah, that doesn't make Seems any sense slightly left hanging in the air. Maybe. A male from the United Kingdom said, it's laid back and friendly, <laughs> but it has the logical and pure mind of all multiples of three. It remains good even around the misogynistic bitching and false machismo of five. What? And the scattered fatalism of seven. <laughs> Somebody's thinking a bit too much about this, I think. Mm. <laughs> and so to celebrate uh, the number six at position eight <laughs> in our top ten, we're going to have a bit of naughty Italian music. Uh, this comes from a, a compilation called Erotica Italia, which you can probably guess <laughs> what that's made up of. But some of the finest uh, Italian soundtrack music was indeed written for uh, naughty movies in the 70s. And uh, we're going to feature a track by uh, musical siblings, Signori GP and GF Reverberi. I hope Reverberi was actually their real surname. Oh, I hope so. It's a a famous... (laughs) It's a great name. A very, very, very venerable family, the Reverberis. (laughs) And uh, thankfully, lots of the selections on these films have numbers. uh, Because they were simply cues, different numbered cues for the film. So we are now going to hear from the Reverberi brothers a track called Simply Sequence 6.
celebrating the uh, eighth most popular number there, number six, with a track called Sequence Six mm. from GP and GF Reverberi mm. from an album called Erotica Italia. And they were kind of leaning on, on the uh, sitar there they were, quite yeah. heavily, weren't they? Sounded, it did sound like somebody was actually physically leaning on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was protesting just a little bit. Was, never mind, never mind. <laughs> a little bit edgy. Uh, we shall be uh, returning with some more confusing <laughs> numbers very shortly to listen. But now we're going to swamp to base 16 and enjoy some hexadecimal news. For some strange reason, the nurses at this Chinese hospital dress like flight attendants. A hospital in eastern China has decided to do away with plain white nurses' uniforms. Instead, they have their nurses dressing up like flight attendants. The new initiative began earlier this month at the Lianxiu Traditional Chinese Medicine Hospital in Hunan City. Their idea is to glamorise the otherwise thankless profession of nursing and also provide patients with superior customer service. <laughs> Bu Hanjiang head of the hospital's nursing unit, came up with the idea as a way to remind her nurses to improve their bedside manner. If you think of all the professions in the world, which one comes to mind when you think of good customer service, she asked? It's airline stewardesses, isn't it? <laughs> well, is it? Is it? <laughs> nurses learn all sorts of technical skills. <laughs> but customer service can easily be overlooked. What's more important, though? Oh, stop boring with your skills. <laughs> Flight attendants are specifically trained to have good attitude and manners, she said. The hospital has received quite a bit of criticism for their bold move. Some people think it might be demeaning for trained medical professionals to wear what is sometimes viewed as a fancy costume. <laughs> but Ms. Boo is quick to dismiss these suggestions. Cooks can wear white uniforms. Butchers wear white uniforms. There's no regulation that says nurses have to wear white, she pointed out. We should think outside the box. We are trying to make our best use of our resources to improve our customer service. As part of the program, 12 nurses went to a one-month flight attendant etiquette training course. They now dress in outfits similar to the Chinese Eastern Airlines uniforms, which is where they received their training. For now, the scheme is confined to just one ward and is voluntary, although nurses who choose to make the transition are offered a bigger salary. <laughs> it was a surprise to us that only three nurses signed up for this. I guess many of the nurses lacked the self-confidence as the selection process was known to be rigorous. <laughs> so the other nine trainees were selected by the hospital. While all 12 nurses haven't perfected the mannerisms of flight attendants, they do look like them, she said. <laughs> That's all that matters, really. In other news, cheerleaders will now be dressing as naughty nurses and schoolgirls will dress up as sexy cops. <laughs> it's the future. It's the future. Yeah, confusion. <laughs> Unnecessary confusion. <laughs> Hamuketsu. This is Japan's new craze for... Can you guess? Um, we had pulling cabbages behind you the other week. Is it anything to do with pulling vegetables? No, it's for hamster bottoms. <laughs> The Japanese obsession with all things cute has reached new heights as a craze for pictures of hamsters' bottoms gains momentum. More than 40,000 copies of a photo book of Hamuketsu, a word that is a mashup of the Japanese word for hamster and the Japanese word for bottom, have already been sold, and one of the publishers has set up a Facebook page dedicated to the furry hamsters behind. The page has thousands of fans and hundreds of photos have been uploaded so far. The great thing about Hamuketsu is that it is delightfully cute. A spokesman for Basilico, one of the publishers, tells the Wall Street Journal, I can't stop smiling when I see these bottoms. <laughs> Another book on the topic is called Hamuketsu, So Cute You Could Faint. <laughs> the phenomenon is the latest development in an aspect of modern Japanese culture called kawaii, meaning cute or adorable, the rival to Japanese art's traditional devotion to minimalism. Has anyone from the hamster union stepped forward to say it's degrading to hamsters to have their posteriors flaunted in such a way? Not yet, but I imagine there will be a strongly worded press release any day now. And finally, the FBI is hiring stoners to help fight hackers. <laughs> the FBI is currently having to reconsider their zero-tolerance policy on <laughs> cannabis smokers because apparently some of the best and brightest anti-hackers like to get high, including before coming to work or a job interview. <laughs> oh, really? The FBI director, James B. Comey, said that if the FBI hopes to continue to keep pace with cyber criminals, the organisation may have to loosen its zero-tolerance policy for hiring those who like to smoke marijuana. 
<laughs> I have to hire a great workforce to compete with those cyber criminals, and some of those kids want to smoke weed. Some on the way to the interview, he said. He's understanding, <laughs> isn't he? Mr. Comey said the agency was grappling with the question right now of how to amend the agency's marijuana policies, which excludes from consideration anyone who has smoked marijuana in the previous three years. Any chance they will relax their policy of having to dress like they're from the Matrix? <laughs> I doubt it. You have been used. Decotora. Thank you, Mr. Zirconium. Thank you, sir. For that fine piece of counter-espionage, there'll be more later on in the show.
As you might have gathered, that was a track called uh, <laughs> Kill 9 hmm. by the great uh, Latin American <laughs> percussionist Mongo Santa Maria. Um, originally from an album, well, we're not quite sure what the album was called. It was recorded in 1970, but you can get that on a compilation called Blow Up a Go Go. And that particular number, the number nine, was straight in at. Number seven. Yeah. On our countdown. Well, yes, we are working down from ten to one. The most popular numbers in the whole wide world. And uh, we we're referring almost exclusively throughout the show to Alex Balance's uh, favourite numbers website. We shall have, have links on uh, projectmemes.com. And uh, the nice thing about the site is that it has quotes for each of the numbers to, to explain why people choose, might choose a number. So for number nine... Nine is on the edge. Ten means you've made it and you get full marks. I am nine, not ten. I always hold back. <laughs> it's from a 38-year-old male in the United mm, Kingdom. And very good. No name. Um, slightly, slightly creepy one from a, a lady, a 43-year-old lady from the US. I love this number because it looks to me like an arm trying to scoop you in to give you a hug. A number nine could actually hug you and give you a kiss. It looks strong and happy and I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... A male from Thailand says in the Thai language, number nine sounds like step forward. <laughs> Doesn't really explain why you might then choose it as your... He likes stepping like, forward. Clearly does. And there's a female from the United States who says, it seems sassy. <laughs> uh, we should mention, we did, we've had some feedback. We've had a call asking what some of your favourite numbers are, dear listener. And uh, we heard back from uh, Simsar Stuff, otherwise known as Simon who uh, I think quite understandably has uh, selected the number 808. Oh, for technological reasons. <laughs> for technological Roland reasons. reasons. Roland yes. composer reasons. Mm, very... He speaks, of course, of the TR-808. Oh, yes. Very wise choice. Very wise Famous choice. drum machine. Mm. Uh, but we are going to uh, pr- proceed down our top ten in the direction of... Number six. <laughs> yes, uh, straight in at number six in our top ten countdown is actually uh, another listener's favourite number. Listener Squig actually chose this number for her favourite number. The number th- number 13. That's unlucky. Uh, it is. Actually, I'm surprised to see it in this uh, top 10. And in Squig's case, it's because her birthday happens to be on the 13th. So while it might That's be... That's unlucky. Why, <laughs> well, it might be unlucky for everyone else. It's quite lucky for her. Mm. Or, well, well mm. that's a, a debatable point, maybe. Mm. <laughs> oh, well. But uh, let's see what some other people from around the world have, have, have said about why they might have strangely chosen this number as their favourite. Yes, a male from the United States says because it makes a B. <laughs> yes, but why then? That why begs the question, that? why do you like a B? <laughs> dot, dot, dot. You're my, not answering that, are you? My lucky number is B. A uh, slightly uh, suspect one. The moons in the year, the number of which is in a coven, the age of self-discovery and confusion, the best of prime numbers. <laughs> Doesn't really explain why. I love lucky 13. From a, fee- a female, 41-year-old female from the US. I remember a 13 as being my happiest teenage year. Everything was simply rosy. <laughs> female, 76. Oh, wow. Holy moly. She's getting on a bit. I think she might be our oldest contributor. But, uh, yes, uh, everyone, she's suggesting everything was downhill after that. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like it. Possibly. It's a, while, it's a, long, a long way down. There's a brilliant quote from the Philippines. Very profound reason. Taylor Swift loves it, and I'm a big fan of hers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Well, I'm sure that bumps up your chances of uh, getting together with Taylor Swift, whoever you are. Yeah, yes. And so, for 13, we're going to play a lovely bit of chip tune, actually. We haven't had, we haven't had all that much mm, chip tune. It's been a while. Recently, from uh, an artist who uh, goes by the name of, well, I presume it's pronounced Zeiss, uh, X-Y-C-E, who has released uh, a number of albums uh, on his own Bandcamp um Bandcamp page, and as always, all the tracks on this week's show. If you want to uh, own your very own copy of these uh, records, you can go to projectmoonbase.com and you'll be able to make a selection. And some of them, if you go to projectmoonbase.com, you can click on the link to Amazon or you can click on our affiliate link to Amazon and buy whatever you want. A dot matrix printer, for example. <laughs> Please do, yes. Hats, a variety of hats, yes. um, some groceries, wine. <laughs> Just buy whatever you want. If you buy it through our affiliate link, it won't cost you anything else, yes. and uh, it helps keep the show going. It's entirely nominous as well, so you can buy whatever. Yeah. Maybe pickable items you like. Maybe you could start doing your weekly shop through Amazon.com. Exactly. Your w- weekly shop for scuba gear, <laughs> and then yellowcate uranium. Do they have that on there? Uh, I'm sure they do. They probably sure do. They do. <laughs> They've got everything, haven't they? they do. And everybody should have at least an Oxford English dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> Two volume is my favourite, oh, yes. the concise. Yes. Mm. You know, that's available there. You want one for yourself and one for any guests that come, I guess. It's two volumes. That's right. There's no one for, you need both volumes. There's mm. no one for the guests. Guests can get their own dictionary. <laughs> 
Um, so we're going to play um, a track by this Dutch duo uh, called Zeiss, Roel Cerro Herspink and Tom Zylo Offringer. Uh, this is apparently their homage to the Amiga, which seems a very reasonable thing to do. Yeah. Uh, so they've released a 23-track album, uh, which you can get for nothing if you're feeling particularly stingy, but it's I'll Name Your Price on Bandcamp. And on, we're going to play a track from this on next week's show because there's a rather lovely version of uh, France Gaal hit, which we'll be coming to next week. But for this week, we're going to play a track of theirs, which is simply called... 13. number 13 there's Zeiss with well they're celebrating number 13 and the Amiga mm. but their entire lives seem to be dedicated to the Amiga <laughs> they do, yeah. that was track called 13 from the album enchantingly titled for CHPCM love mm. I don't really know what that means but um, it was it was jolly good anyway and coming up <laughs> coming up now we are celebrating number five and coming in at number five is number five Yes, that's that's the fifth most favourite number in the world. Apparently it is, yeah. Number five. Mm. It symbolises freedom and change, <laughs> said a, a lady from the United States. Mm. Uh, from Afghanistan, because it is such a nice number and is there when I'm lonely and cold and in need of a loving friend. Oh, that's heartbreaking, isn't it? <laughs> well, I hope ten years of unnecessary war in your country haven't, haven't upset you. <laughs> Change that. It's a cosmic universal truth. Many things in nature are based on fives. Like my hands. (laughs) Like my number of eyes I have as well. (laughs) So, yes, to celebrate uh, all things five-ish, we're going to zip over to uh, a fabulous uh, compilation on track records called G-Spots, which is a collection of uh, some of the great work put out by John Gale and his uh, Studio G library music label, lovingly compiled... Or Johnny Trunk by John Brooks, no less, of Ghostbox of fame, of course. Oh, my goodness. We're going to play a track by Douglas Wood. Now, listeners, if you enjoy Crown Green Bowling, (laughs) darts or snooker, you may (laughs) recognise the guitar noodlings of one Douglas Wood. Yes, that is the nameless genius behind the music, behind the sports, behind the fat men and the men with glasses. So this is The Great Douglas Wood with a tune called Five to a Bar.
That was uh, Douglas Wood there, a little jangly guitar, uh, whatnot. Yes. With a track called Five to a Bar from the album G Spots there. And we were celebrating the <laughs> fifth most popular number yes. in the world. In the world, apparently, yes. And speaking of things that are popular, why not head over to projectmoonbase.com? <laughs> and if you're feeling sufficiently moved by this um, educational attempt at... Uh, confusing. <laughs> confusingly educational show, then why not head over to projectmoonbase.com and under each episode of the show, you will see a donate button where you can mm. choose from one of three options and uh, donate a tiny amount mm. to the show. You, you help the show, and you can absolve yourself of sins, because we have, at the Moonbase, DJ Double Digit, <laughs> also known as Moon Pope. Moon Pope. He will absolve right. you of your sins. Specialising this week in numerical sins. Yeah. Our favourite number is £10 a month. <laughs> <laughs> Donation numbers it rolls off the tongue so nicely. If you are poverty stricken or just mean, then just tell somebody about the show. You could do with some more listeners. That's the that's the best thing you can do. Well, that will donate an incredibly large amount of money, like launder money through us. We don't mind that. Oh. The best thing you can do is just tell somebody else. Let them know. Let them into the world. Let them become an initiate into this cult. Right. So, moving down our top ten, straight in at. Number four is number four. I can see a pattern is starting to starting mm. to emerge. It was funny last time, <laughs> and it's funny again. And it's still quite funny. What are people saying about number four? Well, in Spain, uh, a lady, a thirty-nine-year-old lady, it is dark, feels round, uncomfortable. It is not small, but is also not big. It's me. Mm. And a female from the United Kingdom said, I have no idea why I have always liked arranging things in groups of four. I feel quite cross if I can't! <laughs> there we have a, a very succinct <laughs> explanation from the UK. A gentleman, 33-year-old gentleman, mainly the Fantastic Four. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Seems reasonable. Good a reason as any, Seems I suppose. Uh, now, this gives us a chance rather nicely to make a back reference <laughs> Uh-oh. to a previous show. You may remember on PMB 176, we played a couple of tracks from this terrific new uh, updated KPM Tufa, courtesy of uh, Sean Lee and Tim Lovely, where they basically add lots of noodly squelchy stuff to some uh, drum and bass uh, recordings made by Herbie Flowers and Barry Morgan on the KPM label. We can now play an original stripped down version of one of these tracks. We played it on the show as Hustle Don't Hate, but originally, and rather nicely for us, it was called Light 4. Herbie Flowers and Barry Morgan there with a track called Light 4. Yes, we're celebrating the number four in our countdown. That was from an album called KPM 1000 Series Bass Guitar and Percussion Volume 1. 
Now, we're getting into very exciting territory. We've only got three more numbers to come, dear listener. No! But before then... I think we're finally getting the hang of this. <laughs> we might just be getting the hang of it. Just in time to finish the show. Before then, dear listener, it's time for us to get out our logarithmic tables of unnecessary news. Amazonian butterflies drink the tears of turtles. Mm. Are they tears of sorrow, tears of grief? Who knows? Tears of irritation, there might be. Deep in the western Amazon rainforest live butterflies which drink the tears of turtles. Swarms of butterflies flock at the eyes of the yellow-spotted river turtles, trying to get a sip. The poor turtles aren't that keen on it, but the butterflies persist until they have had their fill. I wonder how much a butterfly (laughs) would drink. Probably not that much. According to Phil Torres, a scientist at the Tabapata Research Centre in Peru, the butterflies are attracted to turtles' tears because the drops of liquid contain sodium. Delicious, delicious Mm. sodium. A mineral that is scarce in the western Amazon region, while turtles get plenty of sodium through their carnivorous diet. The herbivore butterflies need an extra mineral source. Torres explained that the western Amazon rainforest is over a thousand miles away from the Atlantic Ocean, a prime source of salt. The region is also cut off from the mineral particles blown towards the west from the Andes Mountains. Most of these wind-blown minerals are removed from the air by the rain before they have a chance to reach the Amazon. These factors contribute to the extremely low levels of sodium, so the butterflies have to turn to the best source. The tears of turtles! (laughs) Also animal urine, muddy riverbanks, puddles and sweaty clothes. So I can understand why they're going straight for those turtle eyes. (laughs) Suddenly turtle tears seem like a good alternative. But it does sound like there's something you might find in a prog rock album, so, yeah. doesn't it? Drinking turtle tears! I can imagine the cover art, too. Maybe mm. a butterfly alighting on a turtle. Maybe a head. metal butterfly. <laughs> An airbrushed metal butterfly. <laughs> Team of scientists discover a way to induce lucid dreaming. Oh. Well, that's handy, isn't it? Nighttime dreams in which you show up at work naked, encounter an axe-wielding psychopath, or realise that you are Hitler! <laughs> May become a thing of the past. Applying electrical currents... To the brain, according to a study published online in Nature Neuroscience, induces lucid dreaming. This is where the dreamer is aware that he or she is dreaming and can often gain control of the dream. The findings are the first to show that inducing brain waves of a specific frequency produces lucid dreaming. Scientists, led by psychologist Ursula Voss of J.W. Goethe University, Frankfurt, Germany, built on lab studies in which research volunteers experienced a lucid dream. Electroencephalograms showed that those dreams were accompanied by telltale electrical activity called gamma waves. Those brain waves are related to executive functions such as higher order thinking. And it's uh, it's very rare to get that in REM sleep, apparently. Yes. That's why you don't have lucid dreaming that often. They wondered if gamma waves occurred naturally during lucid dreaming, what would happen if they included a current with the same frequency as gamma waves into dreaming brains? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> when they did, via electrodes on the scalp in a technique called transcranial alternating current <laughs> simulation... The 27 volunteers, yes. It's another prog rock album, isn't there? it? Transcranial <laughs> alternating current simulation. The 27 volunteers reported that they were aware of that they were dreaming. The volunteers were also able to control the dream. Mm. The technique might help people suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder who often have terrifying dreams. If they can dream lucidly, they might be able to bring about a different outcome, such as turning down a different street other than the one where a roadside bomb explodes. <laughs> Or ducking into a restaurant before a rapist attacks them. Oh, nice. Okay. By learning how to control the dream and distance oneself from the dream, Dr. Voss said PTSD patients could reduce the emotional impact of the dreams and begin to recover. She does not foresee a commercial market for lucid dreaming machines. Why not? (laughs) I want that! Yes. Imagine if you had a lucid dream alarm clock. (laughs) (sighs) Uh, listeners might be interested in a cheaper alternative, which is, of course, PMB 178, which is loosely associated with lucid dreaming. The show that uh, we did called Is This a Dream? Where you may learn how to master that technique without the use of gamma waves. Or electrical <laughs> currents to the brain. <laughs> Dr. Voss does not foresee a commercial market in lucid dreaming machines and that those that deliver electrical stimulation to the brain should always be monitored by a physician. Mm. <laughs> boring. Boring. <laughs> no. I think we should start our own lucid dreaming machine ASAP. Get a Kickstarter going. Get a Kickstarter going. Get some gamma waves. <laughs> Off you go. Get a cycling helmet with some wires coming out of it. 
Mystery artist turns dog feces into gold. Oh, nice. This is in Brooklyn. New York City blog Gothamist published an Instagram photo from Tom Dixon of dog feces covered in gold glitter with the following caption. There's a genius on my block who's been dazzling every single dog turd with gold glitter. <laughs> Hashtag only in Bushwick. And apparently there are several people in Brooklyn who claim to have... Apparently there are several people in Brooklyn who claim to be the trend-setting poop artist. <laughs> User Gold Poop New York City told <laughs> the Huffington Post he or she is the originator and started doing this a month ago. I was surprised at first, Gold Poo said, seeing how I've been doing this for just under a year straight and it's gotten little or no attention. There is truth to that, according to HuffPo, who pointed out that Gold Poo's Instagram photos are older than Dixon's, apparently. So this is some kind of interblog <laughs> feud about golden dog turds. Instagram user The Beastly Beast claimed she started painting dog poo gold years ago. <laughs> Regardless of who the original artist is, Gold Poop New York City certainly has a rather extensive collection of photos, which luckily for you, you can't see. <laughs> you have been used. Giro. Thank you, Mrs. Cunningham. Thank you, sir. For those very neat deposits of unnecessary news, there'll be more on next week's show. Now, um, as I mentioned before, the news is extremely exciting. We're getting into the, the top three now, dear listeners. So straight in at... Number three. <laughs> is... Number eight. <laughs> it is, yes. A very popular number, obviously, number eight. Um, yeah, I would have thought this would have been higher up. I thought this was the most popular number. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's it very popular in Asia, isn't it's it? It's been bumped several, a couple of notches down, uh, strangely. Mm. But uh, we, again, we refer to the great uh, uh, mathematician Alex Bellos and his website for some quotes gathered from around the globe. I like the shape, and while the other numbers have a specific gender, eight is ambiguous, <laughs> says a female from the United Kingdom. Is it, though? I wasn't aware that other numbers have a specific gender. No, I don't think they do. And I don't... Is it ambiguous? It's, 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 a, it's a big lady, isn't it? It's a big lady. <laughs> it is a big lady. Two yeah. fat, in fact, it's one fat lady. It's one fat lady. We're going to go all bingo on this. We are, yeah. And I am, clearly. Yeah. Uh, we have a, an extremely uh, uh, portentous one here. 35-year-old lady from the UK. Because this was the age I was when I first realised my own mortality. Oh, my goodness. In Japan, eight is a lucky number because the Japanese character for eight means an opening to the future. Mm. So a male, 6-4. They love eight over there, don't they? They do, they, yeah. they have eight on their cars. They, they love an eight. Maybe we should just rename one and retitle the show to just the number, the Japanese symbol for the number eight, since we are also an opening to the future as well. Oh, yeah. That's, that's this project. Not only are we the historic sound of the future, we're also an opening to the future. And we're also music for your third ear. <laughs> we're getting them all in. Uh, it's I all numbers. I dance from down the years. To uh, mark this high position, but perhaps surprisingly not that high position, number eight, we're going to hear from the former Mr. Barbara Moore, that is Pete Moore, possibly most famous for composing otherwise known as Asteroid, but we're going to play a tune he wrote for the Rediffusion library music label used in supermarkets up and down the country from the album Gypsy Creams and Ginger Nuts. This is Pete Moore with Take Eight.
celebrating the number eight there. That was take eight from Pete Moore from the album Gypsy Creams and Ginger Nut Sounds that swept the supermarkets now in the number two spot. <laughs> Is no, number three. Number three is in the number two spot. Yes, there's something, <laughs> something slipped there somehow. What are they saying on over there on the website? On the favourite number website. A 37-year-old male from the UK. It's curly, but not pretentious curly like eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's stuck up eight. Three wishes on the count of three. Three little pigs. Great triumvirates. <laughs> triumvirates, even. Mm. Yeah. Well, you've got, of course, you've also got the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. That's right, yeah. And you've got the Moon Pope, the Moon Ghost, (laughs) and the Moon Sun. And then there's the Moon Slave. (laughs) The Moon Slave. That's me. Watching the A-Team. Yeah, Yeah, watching the Uh, A-Team. Eating cheesers. We have a quote from Hong Kong, a 13-year-old lad. In Chinese, three means alive. Moreover... I don't know why, but I just feel comfortable seeing this number. Mm-hmm. So for the number three, we're going to play a version of a lovely Henry Mancini number, originally from a 1967 film Wait Until Dark, starring Audrey Hepburn. Oh, that's when she's being she's blind and she's being menaced by some guy. Oh. And so in her apartment, she's mm. like, wait until dark, because I'm blind, see, so I don't care about light. See how this is going to work out? <laughs> not a, well, not well no, for you. it doesn't seem to be, does it? Intruder. But we... <laughs> We can enjoy the the uplifting sounds of Hugo Montenegro and his orchestra in his own arrangement of this great Henry Mancini tune, Theme for Three. Montenegro and his orchestra there with the theme for three, his reworking of a Mancini track from Waiting for Dark from uh, an album called The Best Of. I assume that's the best of Hugo Montenegro. <laughs> I think so, yeah. Celebrating number three there. If you have enjoyed the show, if you have enjoyed previous shows, and if you are going to enjoy future shows, <laughs> you should follow us on Twitter. That's uh, twitter.com forward slash Project Moon Base. Even if you don't think you are good, or you might not enjoy a future show, it's still worth following. You will, you will, you will. <laughs> we have many presences, um, which all of which you can find on our website, actually, projectmeanverse.com, but we do have a Facebook page, for example, and we also have an Instagram feed. I'm not sure we've ever, ever mentioned that before, but oh. if you want to get some rather nice uh, blown-up versions of the lovely cover art, which is produced every week by a very talented Hutch-based designer, you can uh, follow us our Instagram feed and you'll get them on there. And we're also on Tumblr. We're on Tumblr. Yeah. We're all over. Just go to projectmemace.com. You'll see all the you'll see all the links there. So I think we should uh, we should ask the the question that is on the lips of our our listeners right now. (laughs) What is your favourite number? DJ double digit. Well, in true double digit form, I think I would have to simply say forty four. (laughs) Forty four. 
Good uh, choice. What about you, uh, MC Zero? Well, my favourite number is strangely 44. <laughs> 44. 44. 44. Oh, so I'm glad we cleared that up. So, what is <laughs> oh, yeah, we're the supposed, top number? We're supposed to be whipping everyone up into a frenzy. Into an absolute frenzy! So, this week's number one. <laughs> The top number <laughs> in the world, beating out all the other numbers, is... Number seven. Number seven, yes. I didn't see that coming. Oh. Now, if you have been listening to previous shows, we did discuss this. Yes, and I and I guessed it straight away. And, yeah, and, uh, yes, oh, you, you guessed it, that I did. the most favourite number would be seven. I would have gone with eight, because I know the Chinese and the, and the Japanese like eight, and right. there's a lot of them, yeah. and they love gambling. I don't know what the connection is, but it's, they, they like to bet on eight, don't they? <laughs> so, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Lucky, 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 lucky number eight. That's, but I'm absolutely amazed that number seven is the world's most popular number. And what I'm also amazed at is that only one, well, only two of them are double digits. Only 13 and 11 that's feature right. on the list. Nothing yeah. above 13 or 11. No. Nothing, nothing. I mean, we, we put in 44. <laughs> Just to set the benchmark even higher. I mean, I know a lot of people, if you're a, if you're a fan of, say, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, <laughs> then you might say 42. 42, it's yeah. Two, it's only two off 44. Right, Just yeah. add two and you've got 44. It's much better. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm amazed that the top numbers that people chose... Just I guess, I don't know, I think it's because so people, when you ask someone what's your favourite number, people automatically assume a single digit for some reason. I don't know why that should be. Well, two I know, of them I know there's a couple, that, a couple of exceptions. Weirdos that, that like 13. <laughs> I know. Kind of a, yes. you know, I mean, look, I wouldn't even leave the house on the 13, <laughs> especially not Friday. In fact, I don't really leave the house. You don't leave the house, generally. No, it's airless. <laughs> Uh, unless you've unless you've put me in my oh. special dog spacesuit, I suppose. Actually, I'm thinking about it. I suppose the problem is that not many people are going to say there might well be somebody out there who said my favourite number is 537. But I guess the problem is that if you're trying to do a, a score of how many people might have voted for that number, I guess there's not going to be yes. there's not going to be all of that many. I suppose that's what it comes down to. I it? suppose Just po- it popularity, is. pure and simple. Seven. I know. That is the world, but I'm disappointed. This whole show <laughs> has just come crashing down around the number seven, frankly. But what are people saying about well, the number seven? Well, rather confusingly, we have a quote from a 16-year-old male in New Zealand who says, people don't usually tend to pick seven, and I like to be different. Oh. Fail! <laughs> nice shape, simple line with vertical and horizontal interest, a number that is growing up. It's a bit awkward. It can't equally be divided and won't bend to the rules so easily. A female from uh, the United Kingdom there. That's right. Uh, A Norwegian lady, 48-year-old, says, The number cheers me up and gives me a feeling of comfort. (laughs) Not quite sure how or why, but uh, there we are. It's the date of my birthday, but it's also traditionally a mystical and magical number, as well as being prime and having an elegance of line, as opposed to the bulbous number eight, for example. (laughs) You fat bastard number eight! Plus, you can pretend to be French and strike a line through it, which appeals to me as a lover of the French language. I like it. I'm putting an extra line through this for no reason. Nobody likes a poser. No, no, no. Although I have to say, I do put a line through my sevens as well. You bastard. <laughs> Not because I want to appear French. <laughs> why then? Why would you, why would you make a perfectly decent seven Gallic? Oh dear, sorry. Explain yourself. Well, it's because my handwriting is so poor, I need to distinguish it from the number one. Nuts, oh hazelnuts. Anyway, <laughs> in celebration of this number, mm. this magnificent number... <laughs> this magnificent seven, you mean? This magnificent number seven, we are going to play a track. Yes. Called the Magnificent Seven. I'm sure our listeners have been wishing and uh, yearning to hear a cha-cha version of the theme to the Magnificent Seven. Well, the first time I heard the Magnificent Seven, I thought, <laughs> this needs to be cha-cha. This needs to be cha-cha. All this up. needs is a little bit of cha-cha. And this comes from a whole album of uh, cha-cha'd up uh, movie uh, theme tunes, which we will have details on on projectmoonbase.com. I have been DJ Double Digit. I hope you're feeling suitably summed up after this week's edition of the show. I have been MC Zero, and I hope you took the square root of this <laughs> particular episode. <laughs> uh, so very shortly you'll be hearing the sensational sounds of Tito Rodriguez and his orchestra. But until next week, dear listener, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, and 13.
Earth Move for you, dear listeners. Next week on Project Moonbase, we bring you Tectonic Plates. <laughs> <laughs>